0: yeah it might be a little bit robotic i'm kind of hearing that and i wonder if that's hold on i'm going to test something on that give me one second i'm going to hear if i still see if i still hear this little no it's still a little robotic we'll see again i can't worry too much that also might just be the headphones with this microphone ds106 radio and the tv i'm crosscasting because i want to do a little karaoke to start us off i was listening to rem's eponymous this morning while doing some work and i was like you know what Gina's coming into Fredericksburg to hang out with Tim. And uh, she, this was my Christmas present to her a couple of years ago when she was in Italy. And she's not up, I'm sure, to hear this, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> no one's ever up to hear this radio. That's the beauty of it. But while I was listening to the album, I was hearing talk about the passion. I was like, you know what? That's Tommy with the pizza. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to try that on karaoke. So maybe I'll fire up DS-106 TV and try some karaoke. And that brings us to where we are right now. So before I do the vinyl cast of R.E.M.'s Eponymous and talk a bit about that one, um, I'm going to try... A karaoke version of talk about the passion on DS 106 radio and DS 106 TV because we have the technology (laughs) all right so let me see if I can get this going I'm here in DS 106 TV and I'm gonna switch to the YouTube video, and then I'm going to double check on the radio that this audio is coming through from Google Chrome, and if it is, we're gone.
1: yeah,
0: it is, Bam. here we go. <laughs> Empty Cray in reaction empty prayer empty mouth talk about the passion not everyone can carry the weight of the world not everyone can carry the weight of the world. passion Talk about the passion Empty mouths come be in reaction Empty prayer Empty mouths talk about the passion Come be in Combien? Combien du temps? Talk about the passion, talk about the
1: passion.
0: carry the weight of the world not everyone can carry the weight of the world come Combien Combien,
1: Combien do Talk about the passion the passion talk about the passion talk about the passion
0: talk about the passion DS-106 Radio six Radio broadcast to the TV for a little karaoke action before we get started with this vinyl cast. And actually, I'm going to start the vinyl cast right away because I do want to eat some lunch. <laughs> My kids were coming down saying, "Hey, it's ready. Stop singing." Not realizing I was broadcasting, I'm streaming live to a live studio audience. Not nah. DS106 Radio, I'm going to turn off the TV now, stop that recording, stop that stream, and then go fully radio with the vinyl cast. I don't have the vinyl cam set up, otherwise I would have kept the TV on. But, you know, sometimes you eat the bar, and sometimes the bar eats you on DS106 Radio for sure. So anyway, I'm not going to push out... um, metadata other than just saying it's rem's eponymous side one side early (laughs) that's what they call it so there we go ds106 radio i am going to drop the needle on the early let me move the microphone over on the early side of this kind of anthology collection of R.E.M.'s early work that was put out on IRS Records. And it is definitely a transitional album for this band. And we'll talk more about that after Side Early on DS106 Radio. Once again, this is a vinyl cast of R.E.M.'s eponymous in honor of the arrival Mm -hmm. of the doctor at the arcade which i'm not at huh. oddly yeah i did it
1: yeah.
0: Definitely can't get there from DS106 Radio. That's for sure. Yeah! That was side early of R.E.M.'s eponymous. Um, Kind of a greatest hits compilation as they were leaving IRS records to sell out, quote unquote, with Warner Brothers. This was their transition right, to kind of You know, when I think of R.E.M., I think of U2, meaning like, you know, the Irish band U2, you know, that kind of grew into this basically global rock band. And I think R.E.M. is one of the closest we have in the U.S. that followed a similar path. And it's interesting because this album was R.E.M. trying to get as many of their songs that they felt were underrepresented by R.E.S. particularly abroad, onto one album so more people could hear them. And for me, this is probably the album, this and Green, I guess Document 2, which, and f- funny enough, it's Document, then Green, and then, um, no, Document, then Eponymous, then Green. And Green and Eponymous came out within... A few months of each other. And Green being their first album on Warner Brothers, Eponymous, Eponymous being their last on IRS, and Document being the one that got them basically their breakthrough, moving beyond kind of like radio, college radio darlings, and the association with the kind of 80s alternative to like. A veritable, you know, superstar caliber rock band, and I like REM because I don't ever think they fit in any clean um, category. You know, I was reading Michael Azerrad's um, "Our Band Could Be Your Life," which was about the kind of hardcore U.S. post-punk scene throughout the '80s, and interestingly enough, you know, REM put out "Murmur" in '83. And uh, Radio Free Europe came out in, like, 81 or 80. So, like, this is a band that spanned 30 years. But, like, I believe, I mean, personally, people have varying degrees, their best stuff was in the 80s. And it was actually up and until Green, for me, was their best six or seven albums. But (laughs) they are often associated with Azarad. As part of the post-punk movement, because if you're going to call Beat Happening a post-punk band, you kind of have to give R.E.M. its due. They're playing with the whole folk, yet their sound is quite original. You know, when they were a very, very tight band. They stayed together. They had a really solid relationship. And they never fit in. Like, they were never felt punk, I don't think. And they probably got shit for not sounding punk. And then when they finally jumped off of IRS, everyone, everyone was like, you sold out. Although they didn't take the most money. They took the option to have creative freedom. You know, they made pretty good choices, I would think. And they kind of never fit cleanly in any one um, hole. And it's one of the things I really like about them, personally. But here's my story about this album. Not this album, actually. Songs off of this album. Because this is a collection of albums, right? Like, this would be songs from Murmur, songs from Document, songs from Life's Rich Pageant, Fables of the Reconstruction, Reckoning. Um, There were one Document came out in 87, Life's Rich Pageant, 86, Fables of the Reconstruction, 85. I mean, there we go. They were really uh, prolific. Reckoning, 84, and then Murmur in 83. And that would be the five albums on IRS that then become this greatest hits. And then they jump to Warner Brothers for Green. And then that's a kind of almost like another era of R.E.M. But one of the things that's interesting to me is I had to be 84, 83. I would go over to my one friend's house Kevin White who me and him played Dungeons and Dragons together. And so I would go there and he had this awesome attic. And he had like two older brothers and two, a younger brother and a younger sister. And it was a big family, kind of like mine. And it was not as chaotic as my house, but with enough kids in a house, it's kind of crazy. So anyway, his one brother, Michael White, is an artist. And he would draw these amazing scenes of... Like warriors, almost like um, the famous artist of that era, Franzetta Frank Franzetta, and he would draw these like super muscular warriors and these like super ripped, you know, like I don't know, like she, you know, she monster. It was just it was great and lizard men. I used to go in his room and he used to be working on these and he'd have them all over his room. And it was magical. And then he would, no, he didn't, but his, old, his older brother, Billy, I hung out with Kevin. Michael was the artist. In fact, he was an artist whose art I have in Reclaim Arcade. He did a, a piece of the old carousel at Nunley's, or actually the face of Nunley's, which was the place where I'd play a lot of my old 80s arcade games. And it was a local place in Baldwin, Long Island. So he was an artist and still is. And I buy, at least I bought some of his art because I love it. And I talked to him recently and I was like, you should do the Franzetta stuff again. And he laughed at me. But then his older brother, name was Billy. And he was four years older than me, which seemed like a lifetime then. And he was into REM. And then when I went into his room, He would like take you in his room and he would be like, these are the, because I went in there for the D&D figures because he had those miniature lead figures and he was also a pretty awesome artist and he painted them. Michael didn't care about that. He wanted to do the big kind of like murals on his wall. But Billy was all about the detail in these figures. And so while he was doing that, he would listen to music, and the, the album he had on was R.E.M.'s Murmur. And I remember being struck by it and asking him about it. And he's someone who I knew for years, and he would tell me, like, yeah, this is a great band, and these people, they were from Athens, uh, Georgia, and they're kind of a new sound. Like, he was turned on. He's probably in, like, 11th grade. And I remember being like, wow, that's cool. And this is about the time I was starting to get a mind of punk, but I was still a little young. Um, But, like, he was a real interesting figure. And I remember years later, he thought of, like, Document as kind of a sellout album, because this one goes out, you know, This one goes out to the one I love, fire! As well as The End of the World as We Know It, which we'll hear on side two. You know for him <laughs> it wasn't punk enough and he was not happy when they signed with Warner Brothers he was kind of like that's the end of them but you know obviously it wasn't but REM you know was that kind of they had such a long career that spanned decades that you know this is almost like this album is almost just a snapshot of one piece of their career it doesn't even have i am i am i am superman and i know what's happening which is a song i love and i would listen to with billy but then i would go upstairs in their attic which was gigantic and play dungeons and dragons and uh, it's funny because you know i was talking with someone earlier this week and you know board games have made a real comeback, and I've been talking to folks who've been playing D anD D for years, and this is a whole other generation of D anD D, and I dig it. And I've tried to get my family back into it, and myself, but <laughs> they're not buying it. Actually, Antonella's into it. The kids aren't buying it. They're like, can't we? Isn't there a video game where we can play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> together, a campaign? And there might be, but you're missing all the imagination children so anyway when i think of this album i think of rem as an entity in the early 80s of kind of college rock and even when i went to college in 89 that was when green was kind of the album and they were in that transitional period before becoming automatic for the people and losing my religion and really just becoming you know global rock stars. Uh, but I did see R.E.M. in 88 on the Green Tour. And I saw them in... They were already playing arenas by that point, I think. And they were at um, Madison Square Garden. And I passed out at that show. It was one of my first times smoking marijuana. And... Whew, something happened. I didn't really even drink that much. But I smoked and... I, you know, I think there are times there are a couple of times in my life when I've smoked marijuana and it is just, well, I don't know if it was the combination or whatever, but I was just out. And that happened at that concert. I don't remember much of it. And it wasn't because I was like, I just went, like, went to sleep. Like, I just got knocked out. It's not like some big bad thing happened. But uh, anyway, that is side A, early side. I can't even say side A of this vinyl cast, I am going to stop talking, flip the record, and play side B. If you're listening, I want to thank you for listening. If you're building a house in the Adirondacks, I want to thank you for building a house in the Adirondacks, and sharing sure. your pictures. If you're in New Zealand and listening, which you're probably not, why the hell are you listening? If you're in England and listening, why the hell are you listening, DS? If you're an American listening, why the hell are you listening? Maybe because you like REM. Maybe because, like a driver A, you've been on this, sh- you've been on this train too long, and the train conductor said, "Take a break, driver eight. Driver 8, take a break. We can reach our destination, but it's still ways away. Right? <laughs> That's damn good music. Just like Don't Go Back to Rockville, one of my favorites. I mean, this album is Chuck Fog. This is my favorite album of theirs. I mean, I like many of their albums, but this is just, it distills it all. And it's just an absolutely amazing album. There. I said, even though it's not original, right? One is Romance, which is the second song you'll hear on this side. That was not on, I believe, any of their other albums. And the only thing is, we're going to miss on side two and on the album, because this is vinyl, is I don't think the Finest Work song is on here. Am I right? Hold on. Let me stop the album and see. No, it's... Oh, it is. I'm wrong. It's Driver 8, Romance, Fall on Me, The One I Love, Finest Work Song, which is good. It's The End of the World, which could be, in retrospect, the most famous one on here. This and The One I Love. And then, um, I think it ends with that. It does. Anyway. That's what you're in for on DS106 Radio. Another vinyl cast. That would make two this week, which means I'm getting into the groove, as Madonna would say. DS106 Radio, for life. Ooh, Ubi.
1: Occupy my time This one goes out to
0: song is still (laughs) it's timely still i don't know if we feel fine anymore though that might be the difference and that was eponymous those last three were the singles from document their 1987 album i know is that right i believe it is i may be wrong yeah 87 the one i love finest work song and It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Document was definitely the one where people felt that R.E.M. came into their own, and I do love those songs. Um, It was fun to hear Tim talk about Fable, their kind of concept album, Southern Gothic, as one of his favorites. Um, I wonder how other people feel, but like I kind of, after... Green, I, I stopped paying attention. And that's also because I moved to California. I got into, like, a different kind of post-punk. And different... I mean, my taste shifted a little bit to even be more kind of like, you know... <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't listen to R.A.M. You know how you get in your 20s. You're intolerable. At least I was. I can't speak for anybody else. But, um... I do enjoy that uh, album a lot. And it is a compilation of their greatest hits, um, but it's just amazing that from 83 till 87, 88, they'd already knocked out so many great songs. And these are the songs I think about when I think about R.E.M. Particularly, I love Driver 8. I love um, Gardening at Night. Uh, South Central Rain. I mean, there's so many good ones. Um, Don't go back to Rockville. Arguably my favorite. The one I also love is Can't Get There From Here. And my quick story about that one before I end this vinyl cast is must have been 89 or 90. I had moved out to Long Beach, California and some of my chud friends from Long Island (laughs) who were crazy came to visit me and I had like a bachelor like like meaning not like I was a bachelor I was 18 yeah I was a bachelor but like I had a bachelor apartment so it was a room and like three or four people came to visit me and no one was you know we were all in the room so anyway we decided to go from Long Beach, California up to L.A and check out like Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset, and all that. And I was driving my brother's Nissan Sentra station wagon, which was an awesome little car. It was an 80s car. I have stories about that car. I can tell at other times. Like when I was back in New York and we went to Mount Trashmore in Virginia Beach and me and my other brother broke down. And uh, that's a funny story on the 95 outside of bordentown new jersey uh exit 8 on the turnpike i don't know but something like that but anyway that's a crazy story but i'm not going to tell that story i tell this story we went into la and uh we were driving and i was on wilshire and wilshire is a gigantic street not only width wise like the west has but it goes from Santa Monica past downtown LA, which is hours of driving with traffic. So I got off the 405, got on Wilshire, passed by Westwood, and kept on going down. And at some point, I was going down so long, and I, we, you know, it was before mapping tools and all that. Like we had a map, but I was like, you know what? You would pull over, and you would ask someone. And so I pulled over, and there was a guy walking on the sidewalk. Although there's not many, so it takes a while in LA because they're so big, the blocks. And I was waiting and whatever and I, I reach out to the guy and I'm like, hey, you know, how do we get to, you know, Sunset Boulevard? And he looks at me and he says, you can't get there from Wilshire. And I always thought about this song from, or that song from the Fables. Can't get there from Wilshire can't get there from Wilshire, no, oh, like, I I see that guy when he's like, you can't get there from Wilshire, telling me that, and then he's like, now go up La Brea and make a ride on Sunset, where are you going? And then he gave me good directions, actually. So I must have been by the tar pits, but anyway, um, that was funny, and that was like the one time my friends came out to visit, they stopped coming, you know, because they got their own lives. It was after that, was right after high school, or soon after high school. So we were still somewhat connected. And some did come later on, but fewer and fewer. <laughs> I had fewer and fewer friends as I grew up. Anyway, um, and that's my story. I always think about it when I say, You can't get there from here. No, oh. You can't get there from Wilshire. No, oh. That was to read it, write that song. I Anyway, more than you ever wanted to know about Jim Groom thinking about R.E.M. songs in the early 90s, late 80s, while traveling around Los Angeles. There you go. Anyway, I hope you all have a great day with whatever it is you're doing. I'm not even assuming anyone's listening, which is always the privilege of DS-106 Radio <laughs> to assume you were speaking into a void. Right. Um, But that's it. Hope to hear other people on the radio later. My workday is starting. So this is the finest work song. And I'm ready to check in and do some work. Hope you all too, or even better, not doing some work. (laughs) But anyway, I will see you on the flip side of DS106 Radio for...